right, guys. Welcome to I-80 Sports. It's Rich Kerber here with uh, Ed Angus and Dave Calamito. I'm excited to get back out here and talk a little football with you guys. It's been two weeks since I've been on. Couldn't make it last week, but um, I just can't tell you how much I'm happy, how much, how happy I am that sports are back, college football especially. We're moving into week three now. There's been some great games. We got some big out of the Big Ten, and uh, I'm really just looking forward to to getting talking some college football with you guys. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely, man. Another conference. Let's see. Uh, rumor is within a week or so we're going to hear about the Pac-12. Um, but just, just, just getting college football back is great. I think it's a little, uh, I don't know, one-sided that the Big Ten all of a sudden decided to come back in. Uh, I think it's this is really based on Ohio State uh, with their belief that they are a national championship team, which I think we can all agree they are. A national mm-hmm. championship contender without a doubt but uh i have some thoughts on it when we get a little deeper i'll uh, let you know my uh thought on what's going to take for the big 10 this year dave um yeah i just find it interesting i think um the big 10 did feel a lot of pressure and they kind of reversed their decision um we should see if the pac-12 decides to reverse their decision too right because they haven't announced it have they the pac-12 i don't think so nothing um, yet yeah, but um, I think I think the biggest thing is um, we're going to get football. But uh, we'll, the, the question remains: Will the, will actually the Big Ten be a part of the national championship if they're only playing eight games and like the SEC and the ACC are all playing like 10, 11 games? But it gets twenty twenty, so you know everything is kind of screwed up. So I mean, I guess it wouldn't be the end of the world if that happened. But um, hey, at least we're going to get some football. You know, the Big Ten is good, good football, except for maybe Rutgers. But uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, for sure. So so basically the news that we're talking about here, the Big Ten announced today that they're going to reinstate their football season. So their games are scheduled to begin October 23rd and 24th. They're going to play an eight-game schedule. There's going to be no fans in attendance. They will be allowed family members there. Um, this reverses the decision that came through in, on August 11th to cancel all fall sports. And I think it's a great step in the right direction. They, they saw some other conferences having some success. Some of the smaller schools were playing successfully. And um, as far as the new comp, the, the Big Ten, I think it's going to be really nice to see some of these teams like Ohio State, like Ed mentioned before, Ohio State, they think they're going to be a championship contender. And I, I kind of agree with that. I think they definitely could be in contention for the national championship. Uh, my, my question, do, do we know when they're going to release the schedule, the eight-game schedule that they're going to play? Um, I, I, oh, um, I, I saw online today when I was looking about – when I was reading about this that there's gonna, they have like four modules in play that they're deciding on which one they're going to do. Um, they're going to play all eight games in, schedule, in, in the conference, within the conference, and then they're going to have uh, a ninth week, which is going to serve as a playoff week between the East and the West conferences. Right, and they're going to have the consolation games in the ninth week to help teams with their, uh, I guess, bowl – bowl bids or new year, whatever. But, but here's my thought. And then I'll, I'll see what your guys take on it is. And I know a lot of people have been talking about this today, so we'll see. Let, let's say you got your big 12 champ, your ACC champ, your SEC champ. Let's say um, Notre Dame, which is now the uh, ACC Clemson and Notre Dame split. So they each, they each have a loss to each other. Uh, Oklahoma or Oklahoma state runs the table and uh, let's go with, Alabama, Georgia, my, I'm still sticking with my sleeper, Texas A&M. 
one of them go either unbeaten or one loss and win the SEC. You got a Big Ten team that's 9-0. and Their week one is going to be for the ACC and the Big 12. Week one of the Big Ten season is going to be week nine for ACC and, and Big 12 teams. Um, what What's your thoughts? Like my, my honest opinion, and then I'll let you guys throw it in and I'll jump in again, is, you know what? I, I don't think. I, that's why I'm curious about the schedule. If, if you, you know, Michigan's going to have Ohio State on there and you're hoping the Big Ten's smart enough to have Michigan, Penn State and Ohio State all have to play each other and then probably throw Wisconsin in the mix. All right. So Ohio State's got Wisconsin, Michigan, Penn State. You got to hope that. But I honestly, my personal opinion is the only Big Ten team that will get in if they're undefeated is Ohio State. I, I, I believe that if Michigan or possibly Penn State, but Michigan or Wisconsin, if they go 9-0, I, I don't know if the committee's going to take them in with nine games when you have these other teams that have been playing longer. What do you guys think of that? Well, if Michigan beats Ohio State and goes 9-0, and you don't think that's good enough? Yeah, but is it, well, I, like I said, this is a discussion we can have when the schedule comes out because if Michigan goes 9-0, and does that include beating Wisconsin and then beating Penn State as well? Or are they only going to play Ohio State and maybe Wisconsin and then have Illinois and Rutgers on their schedule? Because you got 12, we got 12 teams in the Big Ten and yeah. they're, they're only playing eight games. So there's four teams that are going to get skipped. How are they going to determine that? Yeah. I mean, um, I think my thoughts on it if, there, if there's a conference champion, like a legit conference champion, an undefeated conference champion, or maybe even a one loss conference champion that they deserve to get into the college football playoff. Although in the past, in the last couple of years, the Big Ten has had a representative, not last year, but a couple of years ago, they, their conference champion wasn't represented in the college football playoff. And I just think that's unfair. I think I think whoever wins the conference should get a legit shot at a bid into the college football playoff. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. But like, it's, it's just 2020. It's a little, I, I, I don't know. I just that. I don't know. It, it, I agree with, with what you're both saying. As long as the Big Ten champ, if they're undefeated, play, has played the, the other top schools in that conference with this year, you know, looking at it is, is Michigan, is Penn State, and I, I would even put Wisconsin in there. If you beat those three guys and you go 9-0, okay, come to the party. But if you don't, you don't. And that's going to be tough for the Big Ten teams because they're going to be playing all year knowing one slip up, doesn't matter who you are, if you're eight and one in the Big Ten champ, you're not getting in. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure for those teams. I mean, um, that's why I said a reasonable schedule. Yeah, a reasonable schedule in conference. So we'll we'll have to we'll have to see what happens there. Yeah, like but, um, keep keep an eye on that for sure. Let's start to. Well, let me- uh, oh, go I'm ahead, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, the only question I want to ask you though is like, do we actually think they're going to finish? This season, because I mean, I know Virginia, Virginia Tech, right, was supposed to play this week, and that game got postponed. And I, I think uh, I don't know if we we're going to discuss this or not, but um, Ed Orgeron had said that it practically his entire team had COVID, right? Right. Um, yeah. Well, that's the same thing. Clemson got it early, also. You know, I think we're yeah. to the point now that uh, as doom and gloom as it sounds, everyone, I, everyone's going to get it. You know, everyone's going to have some little bout with COVID. So. Their goal is to play this season through, you know, and it might have a couple adjustments, but I, I think we're going to get through the college football season. I, you know, quite I frankly, I, I'm done hearing about COVID. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Teams are going to get it. A lot of teams probably have it already that we won't know about till later on. 
but it, it's going to okay. affect the schedule for sure. As I know, we're going to probably get to. I mean, there were two big games that were canceled this weekend because of it. BYU and Army is, is a nice is a nice game, and yeah, like Army's you said, ranked number twenty two. Yeah, Army's twenty two, and they're running the ball like Army runs the ball. And and after what BYU did to Navy, I was I was actually looking forward to seeing what Army could. And then, like you said, Dave, that's a huge game in the ACC that got postponed. I don't know when they're going to make it up, but Virginia, Virginia Tech, that has a lot of implications to the yeah, ACC Commonwealth title Cup, game. Rivalry yeah. game. Yep. They'll probably yep. get in at, at some point. They'll probably get that game. But uh, let's, let's move on to another key game here in the ACC. So we had number 17 Miami at number 18 Louisville this week. Um, any any thoughts on that game? Yeah, I, I, I uh, looked at it briefly. We talked about Derek King. Um He's going to lead the Miami. He led the offense last week. Last week, they ran the ball 337 yards on the ground last week. But, and it's a, it's a, it's a big but, I, I don't know what your guys' take on it. And before I speak a little bit about Louisville, I, I didn't – this wasn't the same Derek King that I saw playing at Houston. He did not look comfortable throwing the ball uh, most of the game this past week. So I'm not sure if it's first game jitters. UAB had already played a game before they played, so they had that one week in that Miami didn't have. But I wasn't I wasn't as impressed as I expected to be with him for his week one game. Yeah, you know, I in in regard to to him not looking up to speed, that goes always comes back to the practice time. It's early in the season; there were limited reps in the preseason, so that could that could have an effect on on his performance in that regard too. Um, as far as as far as the Louisville, I think Cunningham's even more dynamic than De'Ara King and, and not, not more dynamic. They're on the same, uh, they have kind of a similar skill set, but um, I think Cunningham and the offense for Louisville is going to have a hard time getting moving against Miami. Um, they, I don't think they're going to get to 300 yards against them, but maybe they can get to, to 200, something like that. I think last year the game was kind of an outlier. It was 52-17 Miami last year. I don't think that's going to happen again. I think the game is going to be much closer. Um, I think both of these two quarterbacks here in this game are going to show themselves on a national stage that they're for real. And this game is going to be really, really interesting to watch with a number 17 going up against an 18. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with this. I think Miami was their first game and UAB had um, already played. So I think that kind of like was had a lot of what was going on there. And I think now that the Miami has a game under their belt, I think um, their offense will have more of a flow to it. Kind of like in the NFL with Tampa Bay, I think, you know, Tom Brady, you know, he had to get some work in with his receivers. I think, um, you know, they'll definitely play better this week. And that's, that's I think, with Miami. I think, I think Miami will have a better, a better showing this week offensively. Well, I, I, like I, I noted that, you know, you don't really see uh, quarterbacks as dynamic as King. And this, this kid from Louisville, Cunningham, he he may he he may outshine them Saturday night. Um, my 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 thing is if they can keep Miami to under, I'm going to go 200 under 200 yards rushing. I think Louisville's in this game and has a shot to to beat them. They're playing with a little bit of chip on their shoulder after getting blown out last year, 52 to 17, like Rich said. So I, I'm looking for Louisville in this game um, to to slow Miami down. And they're they're home. It'd be a bigger difference if there was crowds there, but. Uh, I like Louisville in this game. I'm gonna. It's it's definitely something I'm gonna be watching. So the the spread for this game is set at uh, Louisville's minus two and a half, over under sixty four and a half. You have any thoughts on on that spread right there, or the over or the total? I actually like Miami and the under in this game. 
Okay. How about anything, uh, Ed? Um, I'm over under. I just I can never get into those things. But I, I like I like Louisville. Give me Louisville, and uh, I'll I'll take Louisville that for a field goal. Yep. Oh, money line. All right. Um. All right, guys. Let's um. Let's start. Let's get into Appalachian State against Marshall. That's another key game on this slate. Uh, Marshall looked good. So did um, Appalachian State. Appalachian State's kind of one of those teams that's been up and coming. Um, any any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, Marshall played two weeks ago, and and I look like uh, Dave and I spoke last week about West Virginia. I they look good, but I got to put a little asterisk. They played Eastern Kentucky, and after seeing what Marshall did to Eastern Kentucky, and then West Virginia just did to them, Eastern Kentucky is definitely not um, the caliber of these these teams. So uh, Marshall's got a, a freshman quarterback. Everybody after that first week when there aren't a lot of games playing, you know, early Heisman candidate, 307 yards and four touchdowns on 16 to 23 passing in week one. They have a nice running back in Knox, who uh, I think he had 85 yards and a touchdown in the first week. So uh, Marshall, I I like Marshall. And it's another game, and I I hate saying it because, you know, but Marshall does actually. They're going to have some fans there like they did in the first week. Uh, But I think it would help more if they had a full stadium, obviously, with App State, because uh, as much as I would like to tell you guys, I'm, I'm going to take Marshall. I think Appalachian State is more balanced overall, and because of that balance, it's going to be tough for Marshall to sneak out of sneak out of there with a win. But uh, it should be a good game for sure. Yeah, actually, yeah, I think it's going to be a nip and tuck game. I like um, I like Appalachian State. Um, you know, they they've always been on the radar since they uh, beat Michigan uh, a few years ago, and um, I, I think they walk out of here with the win. So, so right now the the spread for that game is minus four and a half in favor of Appalachian State, and the over under is set at fifty seven. I actually kind of like the under the total in this game. So, uh, Appalachian State they're never really going to blow anybody out with uh, with a potent offense. They're more of a ball control kind of team. So, I think this score this game is going to play right into Appalachian State's hands if they can keep it low scoring, which I do believe they can. I think when they have the ball, they're going to try to chew clock and to turn Marshall's as into into uh, positive plays for them. But uh, I, I do believe that Appalachian State's going to win this game. But for, for a, uh, a gambling standpoint here, I kind of like the under 57, which is something I'm definitely going to be interested in taking. Or I think Appalachian State's going to be able to control the ball, kill some clock, and, and end up getting a win here. I like Appalachian State, too. Uh, actually, I mean, I like – well, uh, I like – Marshall actually to cover the spread, though. I think Appalachian State wins by like a field goal in this game. All right, let's get into another interesting game for this week. So we have number 14, UCF, at Georgia Tech. Um, I have some thoughts on this game, but I'll, I'll let you guys start it off. Dave, you let you start off. Dave, go ahead. Okay. Um, you know, Georgia Tech, it, it, um, they actually beat, they beat Florida State last week, and um, they uh, – they have two, the two quarterbacks, uh, and uh, I, I think, um, but UCF actually has a pretty good defense, and I actually like UCF in this game. I think I think they're going to win. Yeah, I got uh, UCF is a team uh, that scores and they score fast. They're not on they're not on the field long. They 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 got a quarterback named Dylan Gabriel, and he's got a bunch of really 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 good receivers that can stretch the field. Um, so I, I think we're going to see a lot of big plays from UCF. Uh, thing that kind of sticks in, and I, I don't have specific names, but UCF did have a, a handful of players that did opt out, but the people that are still there are, are 
good enough and solid enough to to make them a contender. And like Dave said, they do have they, they do have a defense that is pretty formidable. Um, but like we've been saying, this is week one for UCF. Their first game got canceled. Uh, Georgia Tech has a, uh, has a nice win at Florida State last week. So they got that under their belt. I, I kind of think that UCF is going to come out early with some nice uh, chunk plays, some nice explosive offense. But I think they may ra- run out of gas first time playing. I think Georgia Tech uh, comes back and Georgia Tech beats them, beats them late. I have Georgia Tech winning this game as the upset of the week. Yeah, you know what? Um, I, I'm I'm kind of with you on that one. So uh, UCF does score quickly, but it, early in the season, conditioning is always an issue, especially in a season that's been so strange as this one. I think that um, that's scoring fast. They're going to really have to score fast, uh, but that puts their defense on the field. So their defense can get tired or gassed, like you said. Uh, so Georgia Tech, they don't run. They don't control the time of possession like they used to. Like they could kill 12 minutes on a drive. They don't do that anymore. But uh, last week against Florida State, they hit 50% of their third down tries and they took the ball away three times on defense. So they definitely have this to uh, defensively to get those stops. And again, I'm uh, in talking about the gambling aspect of this game, the spread's minus seven and a half in favor of UCF. And the over/under set at sixty. I kind of like this game to go under sixty, also. And I kind of like Georgia Tech getting the points too, getting that over that key number of seven, getting up to seven and a half. I yeah. think that's a key key number for this game. And I do believe they're going to be able to keep the keep the game close as long as they can stop that potent offense from UCF, which right. I do believe might be a struggle in the beginning of the game. But as the game goes on, Georgia Tech has a game under their belt. There's no better conditioning than playing a game. Uh, they're going to be more game ready. So I, I do believe that they're going to be able to keep it close and go up the total of 60. Yeah. I, I, I think that's just a gimme. Get, getting seven and a half points. I'm, I'm all over Georgia Tech with that. Getting seven and a half. I think, I, like I said, I think they, they might win outright, to be honest with you. And it, it's going to be, we're going to see the mindset of that coaching staff and that team because I do believe UCF might jump on them early. And if they could weather that early storm, we got it. But I'm I'm all about Georgia Tech this week. I, I think this this game screams late cover for UCF. I think they're gonna um, it's gonna be like a four point game, and then they're gonna score a touchdown late to to cover the spread. Yeah, that you know, that, thinking about it, guys, if you're if you're listening to my advice on gambling, you're probably gonna go <laughs> with uh, UCF because uh, I was all about Syracuse last week, and I was. Very confident they were going to cover and very confident they they were play. And I looked good until the fourth quarter started and then they decided to go home early. So, uh, everybody, you might want to put your money on UCF because I'm very strong Georgia Tech. This so, I, I was actually on the opposite side of that game with uh, North Carolina. That The game, they scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to cover. That's generally something that would happen against something that I, I selected. Yeah. But uh, that was it. That was that was uh just a blowout from from the second half. It was a real close game in the first half. But um, do you guys catch the, that the Texas State game last week? It went to three overtime or, or two overtimes. Yeah, I saw a little bit of that. Now wait, what, what, I think no. Who did they play last week? That was um, Texas State. They played. Uh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, I, I know. I don't remember who they played, but it wasn't them because it just got announced today. I think Arkansas State came down with some cases and yeah, they had to cancel their fun. game. Central Arkansas and Arkansas. They won. Like who did they beat? Kansas last week, I think. Uh, Kansas, State, Kansas State, right? 
Huh? Arkansas, Arkansas State beat Kansas. Oh, no, Arkansas yeah. State beat Kansas. Yeah. And by the way, I did call Coastal Carolina beat Kansas last week, too. Yeah, Coastal Carolina beat Kansas. And I thought Kansas, I mean, how does Kansas lose to them two years in a row? I, I don't I don't get it. So uh, before we wrap it up here, you guys have any final thoughts on this week in college football or any of the news coming down in the Big Ten? Yeah, I'm just happy like you, we started the show. I'm glad college football is back. I'm looking forward to the great season. It's it's already started off pretty good. You know, it's only going to get better because the guys are going to get used to playing. I, I think we'll have some games postponed because of this, you know, this COVID. But overall, they're going to finish up. And uh, I'm going to be very curious to see this week if Pac-12 follows suit and jumps in in October. And also, like I said, I'm going to be keeping a close eye on the schedule release for the Big Ten because uh, they, the, if they if the Big Ten serious. They, they got to put those big boys against each other. They they have to play each other. Those guys, you know, they have to see Wisconsin. You have to see Penn State. You have to see Michigan if you're Ohio State, in my mind. And like I said, it's it's a playoff game every week for the, those Big Ten schools that think they have a shot because they lose once, they're not getting in. And I, I think I'm actually looking forward, especially if um, the Pac-12 comes back because – if they play uh, eight or nine games with uh, the big uh, ten, maybe they can they can have a lot of matchups in the bowl season. Together. And they can have like a rose ball, like traditional rose ball. And um, and I, I think um, it's it's going to. I think as the players get more devoted because you know a lot of them have spring practices and and some of the games are sloppy. As the weeks go ahead, we're going to start seeing real college football, and it's going to be kind of exciting uh, when the fall comes and the Big Ten's in action and the weather gets colder. It'll be it'll be good to watch uh, a full slate of college football on Saturdays again. Of course, with the footballs rolling along, we got college football every Saturday. We got games on Thursdays and Fridays now. Uh, I'm just glad it's back. But um, with that said, it was it was good talking with you guys this week for uh, I80 Sports. I'm Rich Kerber, Ed and Dave. I'll see you next week. Great week.